Welcome to the Pin 12 Podcast, a show discussing the most decorated conference in college wrestling, the Big 12. I'm your host, Lee Cawthorn, joined as always by Sam Phillips. Sam, what's the good word? Oh, I'm doing greatly. We have one of my favorite weeks of the season coming up with just an awesome slate of duels this week and last week in January. You know what that means? It means you and I, Iowa State, taking on Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Uh, just four great duels right there, in addition to what Missouri's got coming up. Uh, what the Dakota schools have coming up. So uh, there's going to be some really good wrestling. For sure. It's definitely an exciting weekend. And uh, we've got coaches rankings that came out, uh, which don't really mean a ton, but it all, but it means we're at the end of the season, kind of we're in the home stretch sprint, right? There, It's, it's really uh, um, time to buckle down and, and get your allocation spots and get ready for uh, conference championship season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with the way that they released, you know, rankings, not including the previous weekend's uh, uh, results, uh, a little bit frustrating to see that those weren't accounted for. Hopefully they fix that going forward. But uh, it also gives an idea of who needs to get more matches, uh, where guys stand and who needs to put the work in uh, going into the postseason here to allocate a spot that they can go wrestle for at the Big 12 tournament. And since it's part of the formula, it really just gives a good idea of where the coaches or the the people who are doing the rankings for the coaches, where their heads are at on um, which guys nationally are on the radar and, and who has work to do. Um, of course, like your Dayton fixes, who's not in the coaches rankings, he'll definitely get an allocation and get his eight wins and all that fun stuff. Right. But um, there are guys towards the bottom of that list that, uh, have a little bit of work to do, but at least they're on the radar, right? They're not they're sitting back in the 70, 60 ranking range where they're going to be not looking at an allocation, uh, which is uh, good. You definitely want to know where you stand in that regard as, since yeah. it is part of yeah. the formula. Yeah, that's a great point, especially with some big Big 12 matches coming up here as we head into the home stretch of the season. For sure. Not a ton of action last weekend. Nothing really exciting to to write home about. Um, we can recap who won. Uh, North Dakota State had a, a huge weekend. Um, individually, there were a couple of good performances, uh, a couple of bad performances. But uh, yeah, we can, we'll spend a little bit of time on last weekend and uh, a bit more time on the weekend upcoming because there's a lot more exciting stuff going on. Yeah, sounds good to me. Uh, Friday night, South Dakota State got us started off with a 29-16 win over Northern Colorado. Uh, some really good matches there. 125, Steve-O, Poulin, Majors, Tanner, Jordan. So uh, it wasn't really a surprise to me that Poulin won that one, but it was a surprise to me that he got the major decision there. So really good wrestling there from Steve-O after taking a loss recently. Dom Serrano at 133 takes out Derek Cardinal. And then at 165, uh, Derek Matthews in the spot for the now gone Baylor Fernandez pins Tanner Cook in a minute flat. And that was, uh, I know Flow Wrestling put out the clip. That was a an explosive minute of wrestling between those two guys. They were scrapping at as, uh, you know, we're accustomed to Tanner Cook being in these matches that are back and forth and see guys on their back a lot. And Matthews was up to the challenge. Yeah, and on that, we're used to Tanner Cook being on the other side of pinning guys in a minute. But this season, he has not been very good. He's four and seven on the year. 
uh, and is on a three match skid now. So um, definitely not looking his best here in his senior season. Uh, going to have some work to do to get into a position where he's going to qualify for a spot. And uh, he's going to have some work to do at big 12s. It looks like as well, because he isn't even, um, I mean, he's, he's number 33 in the coaches rankings. So he's, uh, and, and he's, he's a long way behind number 32 uh, in the points matrix. So yeah, definitely some work to do and um, hoping to see Tanner cook turn it around, but uh, that's a, that's a tough outcome for him. Yeah. Also, I mean, just looking at this, those three matches we all mentioned was Northern Colorado winning big matches, but South Dakota state is so solid. They still won this duel handily. For sure. Uh, I mean, the middle of South Dakota state's lineup is just so solid with Carlson, Martin Swinson, uh, DeVos, and then you get up into the upper weights, Bergie Sloan. I mean, those guys are, are pretty walk, rock solid. And then one, two, three, five of their five tech balls in this duel. That's insane. <laughs> And a major. So all of their wins were bonus point wins, which uh, really speaks to um, how solid South Dakota State is. They really uh, are a threat for um, the Big 12. I mean, they're just so good top to bottom. Even Tanner Jordan here. I mean, losing to Steve O'Poolin um, is nothing to be ashamed of. And then Derek Cardinal losing to Dom Serrano, same thing. So uh, I guess nine out of ten guys – Minus, yeah, really eight out of 10 guys, uh, just really, really looking good um, at this point in the season for South Dakota Absolutely. State. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Wyoming went out to Utah Valley for a duel, and they got another Big 12 win added to their resume. Uh, but the big match there, 197, Evan Bachman gets revenge over Joey Novak uh, from that CKLV loss. It was Bachman getting the seven victory win over Novak there. Um, and then Chase Trussell back in the lineup for Utah Valley at heavyweight. So I know he had been injured earlier in the year. Uh, that's someone who was uh, really close to qualifying for the national tournament last year. I know the Wolverines are going to be wanting to see him performing well here as we get into the home stretch of the season. For sure. Big, big win for uh, Evan Botman there over Novak. That is uh, um, a, a tightly contested thing. And Botman uh, has been coming on the last couple of weeks. So that's really exciting to see for sure for the Wolverines. The other duel on Saturday, North Dakota state had themselves a nice little weekend. They get the 25, 15 win over Cal Baptist. Um, interesting there. 149 Maxwell Peterson gets the match uh, instead of, um, gosh, I'm drawing a blank on who was their starter there last season, but it almost, it seems like it could be Maxwell Peterson's spot to lose. Uh, he gets the win over Dane Morton. Uh, they got wins from Gavin Drexler, Gavin Sachs. They got the Gavins going out there in Fargo. Uh, and that 25-15 win made them 1-0 on the weekend. On Sunday, they took on Northern Colorado and got a 27-14 win to go to 2-0 on the weekend and 2-1 in the Big 12 duels. Yeah, Kellen March was the starter at 149 National Qualifier last year. Um, he seems to be out for the season at this point. I don't have official word on that, but he hasn't wrestled since December 19th. Um, had to medical forfeit uh, twice, got injured at the Bison Open, and just wrestled in that Campbell duel, took a loss, and that's been it. So I um, have to imagine he's probably looking for a uh, medical hardship at this point. Mm -hmm. um, so 
yeah, that's exciting though, that, uh, um, they have uh, Peterson stepping in and, and performing well there. Um, big, big win for North Dakota State uh, over Cal Baptist. I know that the um, Bison are in a bit of a rebuild, and uh, it's good to see them winning duels. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also on Sunday, uh, South Dakota State took on Cal Baptist and just completely crushed in this duel meet. 39-3 win for the Jackrabbits as you would expect from them uh, when they're taking on Cal Baptist. Tanner Jordan started things off with a nice 7-3 win over the ascending Eli Griffin. Uh, 165, though, uh, Drayden Morton, the true freshman who had started the year at 157, looks like he has slid into that 165 spot, and he takes out Tanner Cook 4-2. So like we mentioned, Tanner Cook going to have to find a way to earn an allocation. It's going to be an uphill battle for him uh, being in that 33 spot and with his record the way it is. But Drayden Morton certainly seems to be a good sign uh, of some of that young talent that Cal Baptist is working at developing. You know, they get this kid from Minnesota. They bring his brother in as a transfer from Nebraska at 149, who's been fun to watch wrestle for them. And it's they've they've got some guys. It's just about getting those pieces into the right place. But it was all South Dakota State in this one on Sunday, 39 to three. For sure. And aside from the 165 match, uh, 157 and up after intermission, they just were dominating. I mean, major decision cook lost and then tech fall, fall tech, fall, fall. I mean, the that's going to stay their problem. I think, I think it's yeah. okay for us to say that at this point. Yeah. It was a uh, splatel from Luke Rasmussen that gave him the pin at heavyweight there in that duel. So uh, you, don't see, you don't see the big guy splatel that often. <laughs> that's uh, exciting for everybody. Yeah, it gets the crowd going for sure. Uh, and then the other duel on Sunday, Oregon State at Oklahoma State. Uh, I'm sure Poke fans weren't super happy about this one and how scrappy Pendleton's team was coming into town. But, man, there were some absolutely phenomenal matches. Uh, you, what is it? Three overtime matches and then a bunch of other matches within a takedown. So uh, Oklahoma State wins it 27-9. to nine. Uh, You know, who had the big wins here? Sammy Alvarez gets the win over Nash Singleton at 149. Is is it going to be Sammy Alvarez or Jordan Williams for the rest of the season, Lee? No, I don't know. I think that the way this duel started uh, with Troy Spratley getting pinned by Brandon Kaler and then Tegan Jamison taking a loss to Cleveland Belton, the post found themselves down 9 to nine to five with Dayton fix getting the tech fall. Um, and uh, Coach Smith said that he decided last minute after 141 that he's going to send out Alvarez instead of Williams. So he decided to go with experience over Williams. I don't know what that means, if that's a, going to be a permanent thing or what the deal is. So we'll just kind of have to keep waiting and seeing how that goes. Both guys have enough matches. Uh, so I think they're just going to go with whoever they feel is going to give them the best chance to score. Uh, so we'll, we'll just keep an eye on it and we'll see. The big wins here, I think, are um, – Braden Thompson getting the win over Matt Olgan, who bumped up from 165. Uh, Olgan, of course, uh, multiple-time national qualifier, top 15 guy at 165. He bumped up to take on Thompson. Thompson got the takedown and sudden victory to win. And then Dustin Plott knocking off uh, number four, Trey Munoz. Uh, Really, really good match here from Plott. Uh, wrestled really tough, um, was able to get through Munoz's defense to get the lone takedown in the match and uh, hold on to it for that 4-2 to win. 
And then Connor Doucette got the uh, two to one tiebreaker victory over Boom McDermott, the Connor Doucette special. Um, so uh, good stuff there from, from those guys. Um, and honestly, good stuff from Oregon state. They wrestle really tough. Um, Chris Pendleton definitely had a game plan and uh, they came in and, and wrestled really well. And, um, I, I, I love what he's doing out there. I mean, they're looking at being Pac-12 champions again at this rate. I think that their competition really is little rock at this mm-hmm. point. And, uh, they, um, they're looking really good. Um, so I, I, I'm excited about their, uh, come up and I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with them in the Pac-12 next year. What's going to happen. It's kind of up in the air. Right. So, uh, we'd love yeah. to see them add into the big 12. Yeah. Big win for Dustin Platt going into a killer Big 12 schedule for him. He's got Parker Tech guys in, Will Feldkamp, Clayton Whiting, and Bennett Berge coming up here before the end of the season. So uh, he's going through an absolute meek leader there. Dude, honestly, and we can talk about this, but Oklahoma State, uh, that Oregon State duel, and, and John Smith talking about like not being happy about the performance, you mentioning it, um, this is kind of the last – for lack of a better term, this was the last kind of sure thing before heading into these this coming weekend where um, you're getting just paymakers from every which way with uh, you and I, Iowa State, um, you know, uh, Missouri, Iowa. So it's going to be a uh, every they're going to have to buckle up uh, is really what it comes down to here. Um, if, if we're looking at. Uh, yeah. Uh, Northern Iowa, Iowa State, Arizona State, Missouri, South Dakota State, Oklahoma, and Iowa before heading into Big 12. So uh, it is a it is an absolute sprint. Dustin Plott's got a ton of stuff going on. Um, we're going to find out a lot about Teague Travis starting this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to find out a lot about Troy Spratley. Uh, we're going to find out what's going on at 149. We're going to find out. I, I, there's a lot of question marks with this team. They're young. It's a really young team. The only three guys that you know you can absolutely count on are Dane Fix, Isaac Olenek, and Dustin Plott at this point. Um, and they're getting tested. So it's a we're going to learn a lot about Oklahoma State. And and that's kind of wild to say, considering we typically know Oklahoma State's going to be really competitive. But um, I think that's still true. It's just a matter of um, in what way are they going to be competitive. Yeah, it's man, it this this home stretch of the season is gonna be so much fun with all these great duels starting this weekend. But uh you wanna tell us about Charlie Hustle before we get into what's coming up this weekend? For sure. As always, uh, you know, this podcast is brought to you by Char- by our friends at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best-dressed fan this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today and show off your school spirit all season long. With over 30 schools to choose from, they've got you covered with all of your collegiate apparel needs. Shop today at charliehustle.com. Charlie Hustle Vintage Made Fresh. which I need to reach out to them as well about this uh, NCAA championship. While we're, while we start talking about next weekend, actually, I'm going to go ahead and open up a DM to the fine folks at Charlie hustle to get, uh, get that on their radar, make sure that they're well aware that uh, we're coming to town. Yeah. No time like the present. Uh, do 
Duels this this week start on Friday. Uh, Missouri switching things up from their midweek duels where they give us, you know, that primetime slot to watch wrestling in. They're going to start things off on Friday out at West Virginia, taking on the Mountaineers at 7 p.m. on ESPN+. And while West Virginia is, uh, you know, an exciting team this year, Missouri is just so incredibly good. Um, I, I don't think they're just going to – that it's – going to be very much of a competitive duel uh but there will be some great matches here uh we talked about jet strickenberger last week moving up to 133 for the rest of the season for west virginia i think him and Cade moore would be a really good match uh two guys that really haven't had that many matches this season uh 149 logan joffrey and ty waters uh figure out you know joffrey has really good results but Waters, you know, has been more consistent in getting the win. And then, of course, you have Keegan O'Toole and Peyton Hall in a battle of All-Americans there at 165. For sure excited about that one. Um, Peyton Hall has been just on fire this season, especially since uh, his last loss there earlier in the year. Um, he's 0-3 against Keegan O'Toole. And, I mean, that's kind of – it's Keegan O'Toole. Right. So um, that's just kind of the raise your hands and be like, oh, this guy. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> um, I think another exciting one in this matchup is 141 pounds with uh, uh, Josh Edmond and Titus or Jordan Titus. Um, definitely favored Titus here, but Edmund uh, is is definitely a tough opponent. And I think he's at the right weight. And um, I think that we could see a really tight matchup there for one that West Virginia should take. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's definitely going to be a, uh, like a 30 to nine type of deal for or our 30 to six type of deal for uh, Missouri in this one. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, also at 7 PM, man, Friday is, has one, two, three, four, five, six, 7 PM duels in the big 12. So uh, get your ESPN plus streams ready, get your flow streams ready. And just lock in. That's what you're going to have to do if you're a Big 12 wrestling fan. Uh, oh, you and I heading down to Oklahoma State. 125, I really want to see Trevor Anderson take on Troy Spratley. Uh, just with how chaotic 125 has been. Uh, I hesitate to call anyone a favorite at that weight class in just about any matchup this year. 141, you have Happel taking on Jamison in a top 10 matchup. And then you have number one versus number two, Parker Kakaisen taking on Dustin Plott there in your featured matchup of the night um you and i has you know they won this duel last time they were in gallagher iowa and they've won it in the cloud center but i think they're just i don't think they have it this year i think oklahoma state should win this um pretty handily yeah i mean it's going to be curious to see you mentioned uh, spratley and anderson spratley did get the win over anderson seven to two at cklv but anderson put on a really tough ride uh spratley in that one so um wouldn't be surprised to see that one reversed and anderson has taken the starting spot to um more securely um uh yeah 141 is interesting 157 team travis and Ryder downey yeah um, I think that's a, again, it's, it's proving time for team Travis. This is definitely his toughest match at 157 this season, uh, aside from Ed Scott, of course, which he won. So um, what are we going to see here? I, I'm, I'm curious to see 
what we get out of Team Travis and uh, Ryder Downey for sure. And yeah, Dustin Plott and Parker Kekheisen, that's um, a fascinating matchup. We've seen Plot at 174. Parker Kekheisen, of course, a returning finalist. Um, the guy to beat at the weight class, without a doubt. Um, and but Plot's been looking great at 184 pounds. So uh, I will, he's got length, he's got speed, um, but Kekheisen's so consistent and technically sound. So I, I don't know. This it's going to be an interesting uh, matchup for sure. You and I definitely has a path though. Um, Luke Zerber yeah, had they, I mean, at 197, Connor Doucette and Tyrell Gordon. I think that Gordon is 2-0 over Doucette. So, um, yeah, there's a path for you and I. Yeah, yeah, that is it is more feasible than I thought it was, and they always wrestle really well in this dual meet. So, Panthers this weekend. Um, also on Friday night, Air Force heads out to South Dakota State, 125. Uh, Tucker Owens versus Tanner Jordan, and then 184 is the match that I'm really intrigued with. With Bennett Berge taking on Sam Wolf, uh, I really hope it happens. I know Wolf; uh, it seems like he doesn't wrestle a full season, hasn't wrestled a full season the last couple seasons. So uh, I think that would be another really good win for both of those guys who have to their uh, you know 184 this year nationally. It seems like, I don't know, 3 through 12 is pretty fluid. Yeah, I was just thinking about that, and I was thinking about in the Big 12 as well. This is this this is giving me like a third fourth place match um, feeling, right? Sam Wolf and, um, and Bergy, maybe a fifth place match type of deal. Um, I guess Clayton Whitting is sitting out there, and... Um, Will Feldkamp. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting matchup between those two. I I definitely think that uh, we'll see this one this weekend and then we'll see it a couple more times. Yeah. Yeah. I sure hope so. Uh, That, so that one's on flow. The other meet on flow on Friday night is Wyoming at Northern Colorado and looks like Wyoming. uh, I would probably pick them to win this dual meet. Actually, should be a pretty close duel. Uh, Northern Colorado has some spots where they're favored and featured matchup there. I would like to see them finish with that one because, holy cow, Jory Volk and Steve Pulin, both guys who have spent a lot, a lot of time in the top 10, top five in the country this season. For sure. I mean, that's, that is an all-American matchup between those two. Uh, it, it, it's... 125 has been so wild that I don't know which one is ranked where right now. It's kind of pointless to keep up with that <laughs> weight class, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's definitely the marquee <laughs> matchup um, between those two. Um, I, I think you're definitely looking at um, Wyoming pulling this one off, you know, Northern Colorado probably looking at wins at heavyweight, um, 74, 157, 55, 57. So I guess I just rattle off four and then. Yeah. Uh, okay. Northern, Northern Colorado. They've got a wrestle stat actually has Northern Colorado winning. So this okay. is going to be a really. And then of course on Friday night we have. Oh, go ahead. Can you hear me Lee? 
Yep, we can hear you. you kind of cut out on there. Friday night. We have Iowa State heading down to Oklahoma. Um, Iowa State just seems like they could win a lot of matches in this duel and make it impossible for Oklahoma to have a path. But 125, Kyson Terrakina versus Conrad Hendrickson would be a really good one. And then you have at uh, 174, Tate Piccolo versus MJ Gaetan, both guys in that 20 to 30 range of their stock. Yeah, 125, uh, Hendricks has definitely come back down to earth a little bit here since his really hot start. Um, uh, I guess they've only wrestled a couple times uh, since the scuffle happened. But um, yeah, Tarakina too. I, that's, so that's definitely an interesting matchup that uh, um, we should have circled. You know, I'm, I'm also interested in... Uh, um, 141. What it, we have no idea what's going on with Mosher Schwartz at this rate, right? Yeah, yeah, I have not heard anything. Um, when was like he hasn't wrestled since the West Virginia duel? Uh, I believe it was a, a shoulder or something that had been injured before, so haven't heard any updates. Uh, hopefully, we see him again. Uh, this would be a great weekend to see him back with. Matches against Happel and Echimedia coming into town. Um, no, no easy, no easing into it if that is the case. But uh, not sure about the Sooner there at one forty-one. For sure, uh, Willie McDougal and Casey Sudersky could be a really good matchup if Sudersky's back. You know the Sooners do have a path in like four matches here. Uh, you know if you if you really look at it, you've got uh, twenty-five, uh, forty-nine. Um, 74 and then 97 and potentially heavyweight i'd favor bestito over heinzelman for sure and then of course you're going to favor buchanan over broderson but uh um yeah the sooner should be, get bonus points there yeah yeah i i do think it's going to be all iowa state I, I expect them to take some of those toss-ups but um, um there is a path for the seniors to make that interesting So that is a lot of action on Friday with uh, three meets on ESPN Plus, two meets on Flow. On Saturday, uh, starting off at 6 p.m., Iowa State at Oklahoma State in a two teams that are ranked in the top five of the NWCA dual rankings. Yeah, massive matchup here between these two programs. Um, it's the it's two of the three top programs in the Big 12, right? So um, you're definitely uh, – looking forward to this one um it's must watch television here it's the pin 12 bowl the pin 12 bowl uh, of course uh you know sam sam the iowa state guy and, and lee the oklahoma state guys so um we definitely favor those two schools and um definitely looking forward to this one man i i think that uh it's going to be a really interesting matchup um it's hard to pick. Uh, I know we, we did picks and of course it went the way you expected to. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, we're all, there's some debate on who's going to pull an upset. Uh, where is there going to be bonus points? You know, there's, there's a lot of question marks in this one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's run through it. 125 Kyson Tarakina versus Troy Spratley. I know Spratley coming off 
uh, disappointing loss to Kaler there last weekend. And Tara Keenan has yet to show that he can capture lightning in a bottle like he did against Eric Burnett back in November, I think it was. So you get, I personally really lean Spratly here. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Spratly does have a couple of disappointing losses, a um, couple surprises uh, that are interesting. Um, Tarakina is dangerous, though. I mean, we, we've seen him pull off some big upsets. He came in and beat um, Trevor, or yeah, Trevor Master Giovanni in the duel a yeah, couple of years, years ago. ago. Um, so, I mean, it, it's it's kind of a not not somebody that I'm going to write off uh, in in Tarakina. So, um, you know, you. you I think you're going to see a good matchup there. I think they're both kind of rangy, 125 pounders. Um, Spratly tends to be a little bit more slick. Uh, Tarakina um, has a lot in his arsenal, though, to combat that kind of thing. And um, really good defensive wrestler. So I think it's going to be a good match for sure. Um, really yeah. curious about 133. Evan Frost has been emergent this year. He's a freshman. Uh, he's what number seven in the country or something like that yep yep number seven in the country as a redshirt freshman has made huge improvements from last year uh dane fix the obvious favorite here though at 133 my biggest question is uh just looking thinking to past year's duels dane fix has never gotten bonus points in this duel for whatever reason and uh you know ramazan out of zach redding I don't think are on the level that Evan Frost currently is. So going to be really interesting there. Um, just because bonus points are going to be huge in this dual meet, I think. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Fixes um, looked pretty good. I mean, he, he went out and got bonus points against uh, Kyrene, um, who is an All-American, right? Uh, he's He's been on a tear here the last couple of weeks. But, you, you know, yeah, you're, you're right. Looking back at it, he hasn't scored a – um, a lot of bonus points against Iowa State, uh, and it hasn't exactly always been um, <laughs> the the most stiff competition either. So yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting point, um, which definitely is a cause for concern a little bit. Um, but they have to go wrestle, right? They don't just do it on paper. Um, Frost is a tough opponent, though. Uh, somebody he hasn't seen. And, uh, I'm, I'm interested in seeing that one. Um, 141 pounds. You've got a top 15 matchup here between Anthony Etchemendia and Tegan Jameson. Uh, Jameson coming off of a um, disappointing last second loss to Cleveland Belton. Uh, Etchemendia been on a bit of a, a heater here. Yeah, this is the epitome of a toss up to me. Uh, both guys pretty good on their feet. Uh, maybe not as good on the mat. So I expect this to be sort of a takedown battle. I don't know. What do you think, Lee? Yeah, I think the person who gets a takedown wins this one. Um, both are good defensively. Both are really strong and work the collar ties and, and snaps a lot. So uh, I, I think that's going to be a really good um, matchup here between these two guys. It, it's, uh, it, I, you know, for me, I, I really like Jameson. I think he's a really tough wrestler. Um, the rare southeastern Oklahoma guy that comes out of that place and 
makes a wrestling roster. So uh, really excited to see what he is able to do in this one. Um, and this is this is a big hinge match for the duel, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Keep your eyes locked on 141. 149, uh, I have not heard yet if Iowa State's Casey Swiderski will be healthy. I think uh, Dresser's giving his press conference as we record this. So uh, any information we give will quickly become outdated. But uh, 149 for the Pokes, we could see Jordan Williams or we could see Sammy Alvarez. Uh, this is one that Iowa State has to have if they're going to win the duel. For sure. I'm interested to see who the Pokes send out. I mean, I, I, it probably depends how it goes before. If the Pokes go 3-0 and to start, then we probably do see Jordan Williams against Swiderski in this one. Um, if it's closer, if uh, Spratly or Jameson or both lose, then I bet we see Alvarez. Um, in in either case, I mean, Alvarez against Swiderski is really interesting. Uh, Swiderski, a, a full-size 149-pounder. Alvarez, a bit smaller, coming up to um, 149. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how either of those guys – I'm curious to see how those guys handle each other. Alvarez has been really good in his career when he's wrestled, um, which is the thing, right? I, I just, it's, yeah. he hasn't wrestled a ton. And then Williams is that, is the Jordan Williams that we saw in his high school career going to show up? That's, that's really the question there. Um, the guy that's able to kind of put matches, like keep them close. And then just at the very end, find a way to win, get do, do something crazy and win on a last second thing. So, um, so Dursky was a top three recruit. He's strong. He's super strong, really slick wrestler. Um, so I don't know. I, I think 149 is definitely a, a lean to Iowa state. Yeah, I agree. 157, two young hammers here. Cody Chittum taking on Teague Travis. Uh, you know, both of them have top five wins this season and are extremely talented. Uh, Teague Travis going to really be tested here Friday night, Ryder Downey, Saturday night, Cody Chittum. For sure. And, I mean, it's back-to-back freshmen, right? So um, it's, uh, it's definitely uh, – uh, Again, this is proving ground time for T. Travis. Um, I know he has that big win over Ed Scott, uh, but uh, stringing together two here over uh, Downey and Chittum would be massive for him. So um, really interested to see that matchup. Chittum more skilled technically. Uh, Travis, though, has a um, gas tank that goes forever. Yeah, that's going to be a really fun one to watch. David Carr, Isaac Olenek, man, I did not think at the beginning of the year I would be as excited for this matchup, but Olenek has, despite that loss to Peyton Hall, has been ridiculous this season. He's been really good. I mean, he's just been really just quick, um, crafty. Uh, he's, he's looked great uh, getting the – CKLV title over uh, Julian Ramirez, uh, who seems to have a good game plan against David Carr. Curious to see how uh, that plays out. Um, but David Carr's David Carr. Yeah, yeah. So this is going to be really interesting. David Carr has never lost in a dual meet for Iowa State. So something yeah. to keep an eye on there. What is it? Three times he's, he's so clutch, right? 
Or two-time NCAA finalist? Two-time NCAA finalist, four-time Big 12 champion. Um, it's yeah, David Cole. Ridiculously good. Yeah. As much as I it's, like Isaac. It's easy David to Cole. forget. Yeah. 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 And just because, you know, you have, you know, tool at this weight, people love talking about Mitchell Messenbrink now. It's easy to forget how freaking good David Carr is. And if, if Olenek can pull this off, then that would be a huge feather in the cap to not only him, but to the Oklahoma State staff for his improvement since they brought him in. For sure. I, this is probably a note for another time, but you mentioned it. Keen O'Toole at 160. If this guy, if that guy pulls off four NCAA titles in five tries at this 165 pound weight class, that has to be one of the most impressive feats. To, to have won two at this rate is really impressive, right? Yeah. So he's got yeah, three. It's been he, loaded. He, he's been. I mean, that's crazy. This 165 era is insane. And, and quite frankly, we probably should be saying that about 74 too. So um, it's nuts, man. It, it's it's absolutely nuts how good that weight class is and how deep it is. Just 10 guys that are in in other years, we'd be talking about being national champions, but Keno Tool's been, I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy. He's out of control. How good yeah, that guy is. Absolutely. Absolutely. 174. This is another really interesting matchup to me between Braden Thompson and MJ Gaetan. Uh, two guys that I don't know if we've seen their best wrestling yet. Yeah, Thompson went on a really nice run a few weeks ago um, when he had that four-match win streak between Lehigh and North Carolina State. Um Picked up two major decisions, some really, really good wins against guys like Alex Faison. Uh, dropped the match to Luga Augustine and then turned around and picked up a fall against West Virginia's backup. And then the win last week against Matt Olgan. Um, yeah, I mean, he definitely took some time to adjust to the weight. Um, he seems to have come on well lately. Um but MJ Gaetan has some experience on his side. He's definitely been um, a bit of a – in his two years at Iowa State, I know he wrestled quite a bit last season. Um, yep. Looked good in a lot of cases, has some really big wins. Um, yeah, I'm curious. Th this is definitely an interesting one for sure. Yeah, and then that leads right into 184. You've got the uh, fiery Will Feldkamp against, what, two-time Big 12 champion Dustin Plott? Two-time Big 12 champ Dustin Plott, yep. Um, another – so you turn here around, and you've got another top uh, – what, top eight matchup here. I mean, Will Feldkamp's a returning All-American at 184 pounds. Um, yeah, man, I, Plott's definitely got a tough uh, week uh, weekend ahead of him. Hopefully he's feeling better this week than he did last week. Because he sure. uh, was sick. He was sick uh, last week and wasn't wrestling 100% against Oregon State. Still picked up the massive, you know, top four wins. So, um, yeah, really, really going to be uh, uh, something to see with those two. 
Man, that 184 is such a fun weight class. Like between 125, 157, 165, 184, there are so many good weight classes that are so fun to follow this year. 197, uh, of course, another one of those in the Big 12. Luke Serber going to be the favorite here over Julian Broderson. And let's see, it was 7-3 match when those two met at CKLB. Uh, I think if this is look, looking like it could be a 5-5 split, Serber's going to push for bonus points here, I would think. Yeah, well, I mean, um, in the CKLV, this is where Serber got hurt. Uh, his shoulder his sh- shoulder got injured against uh, Broderson, um, and he just hasn't looked uh, – I mean, he's only wrestled two matches since um, since then. So definitely, mm-hmm. if we get Luke Serber at 100%, then – uh, definitely expecting him to win this one. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect there. So uh, I, I like this. I, I like this matchup for Serber a lot, um, but uh, uh, we need him to be healthy, and then we need him to wrestle because neither of the backups have looked like they can handle a guy like Broderson. So. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one as we lead into heavyweight. Younger Bastida taking on. Connor Doucette in a top 10 matchup. Uh, man, it's hard for me to think that many people have an answer for younger Bastida. But if it comes down to not giving up bonus points, Connor Doucette, I think, could do that. Yeah, I, I don't expect Doucette to give up any bonus points here. He's wrestled some of the best guys in the country in his career and hasn't given up bonus points very often. I think he's... Um, he got majored by Wyatt Hendrickson, and I think that's it in his career that he's given up bonus points. So, um, that's a pretty good uh track record there. Doucette, uh, I if he wrestles his match against Bastida, then I think he's got a shot to pull off the upset here. Um, he's been really just. Doing his thing. I mean, he just he he wrestles his match. Is frustrating as it may be to watch, and is as frustrating as I'm sure it is to be his opponent. Um, he is going to keep you off his legs. He's quick enough to be a go behind threat if you uh, overcommit, and he's great on top. He, he's a great mat wrestler. So, like against Bastida who is freaky strong, really fast, and uh, has an excellent uh, single leg attack. I, I like it. It's going to be interesting to see if Dusek can keep him off of his leg. He's got a chance here. So I, I'm done questioning Younger Bastida for sure. Um, he's proven it. I mean, he's had a grueling schedule this year. Um, But I'm kind of at that same point where I'm kind of done questioning Connor Doucette, too. Like, if he wrestles his match, he's... Yeah, I I think you make a good point about... You make a good point about the style matchup here. Could really work into Doucette's favor. I think it's going to be frustrating for Bastida, for sure. But now he he did beat... um, Colton Schultz, who isn't quite 
the same as Connor Doucette. Colton Schultz is looking into upper body, um, just out strengthening you, strengthening you, being stronger than you. Um, that's his game, right? And he's looking to get into color ties and um, over leveraging you, kind of like what uh, uh, Steve Mako used to do, um, and then getting on top of you and then not you know not letting you up. That's Colton Schultz's game, and Bastido was able to overcome that. Um, Doucette's not going to take a shot. Uh, but again, he's if 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 he can get younger to overcommit on something, he's able to kind of funk out of it and, and get the go behind. He's really fast. Um, so yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I, I think that these two guys, they definitely, um, I think they're both at, younger, but is number three in the country, I guess. Right. So it's hard to say he's underrated, but I still do feel that way. Like, I feel like it's kind of like an ah, it's Wyatt Hendrickson and Greg Kirkfleet and uh, Lucas Davison are kind of the ones that everyone's looking at. Um, but I definitely think Younger has been great this year and, and is looking at finding a way into that semifinals, right? Um, but I think this matchup is tricky. And I think it's going to be a fun match. Yeah. I, like it, it might, it's probably going to go to over and it's, it's going to be fun to see. And, and heck, Younger might be, um, be able to get his takedown in overtime and it wins it, you know, four or one type of deal. Yeah, yeah, that very well could happen here. Um, there's so many good matches in this duel meet. It's gonna be I've a great. I was State winning six matches to. I've got Iowa State winning six matches to take an 18-14 win, uh, and then Lee, you had OSU winning six matches. So uh, with our luck, it'll come down to a five-five split. Nobody will be right. Yeah, five-five, and who got the who gets the criteria right? So. Did Dayton score bonus or something like that, right? So I, it's I'm I'm thinking, uh, yeah, eighteen, eighteen, twelve for the Pokes. Um, I think it's going to be a great duel, and I'm really excited to to watch it. I it, like it, it's it's there's no better way to spend a Saturday night than to watch Iowa State and Oklahoma State duke it out. I'm glad this is a top five matchup again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be super fun. And then starting an hour after that, starting at 7 p.m. on ESPN Plus, you and I taking on the Oklahoma Sooners over in Norman. And I was a little bit surprised to, because I think of these schools in a very similar, these programs in a very similar way over the past, you know, five years or so. But Coach Schwab has the Panthers eight and one against Oklahoma in dual meets since Schwab arrived. It's crazy. That's crazy. That Schwab is seven and one over the Sooners. I it speaks to two things: how good Schwab has been at you and I with a lack of resources, and how underperforming OU has been. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with both those points. Um, some good ones here: one twenty-five, Trevor Anderson versus Conrad Hendrickson, and then bookend it with Tyrell Gordon versus Josh Heinzelman. There at 285, Heinzelman, I believe, is up to like number 11 in the intermat rankings. So uh, he's having a great season there, really flying under the radar with some of the other uh, great heavyweights in this conference. For sure. Heinzelman has been really good. Um, he, he's split matches, or well, it's, uh, he's won three over one matches here against Tyrell Gordon, um, including. Um, well, I guess last year was the last time they hit. So it's definitely uh, um, 
they know each other well. <laughs> and the last one was at uh, uh, Big 12s where uh, Gordon got the major decision. So um, really curious to see that one. Both wrestlers um, really solid uh, head heavyweight. Um, you mentioned 125, Trevor Anderson, Conrad Hendrickson. Hendrickson looking to give back to his heart hot start. Um, Anderson's been pretty solid, too. Uh, I think that they have a stylistic uh, opposition here. Uh, Anderson's a great mat wrestler. Hendrickson um, has really solid defense, so I'm, I'm curious to see that one. And then uh, 197, Wyatt Volker and uh, Stephen Buchanan is an interesting matchup, I think. Obviously, favor Buchanan. Um, but these young guys, right? Uh, Volker's been kind of up and down, but um, he's really, really solid. And uh, definitely is somebody that, if, if somebody's going to beat Stephen Buchanan, it could be somebody like Wyatt Volker. Yeah, we haven't seen Stephen Buchanan against many like national qualifier type guys so far this season. So, uh, you know, with him taking last season off, it's just cool to see as many matches as we can with him and get, you know, a better, always getting a better picture of where he's at there for the Sooners. Um, and that's true. Meet wise, he really hasn't wrestled anybody good this year. Stephen Little. He got the four to one win. Joey Novak, who got the eleven to four win. So the ones, the guys that are national qualifiers that he has wrestled, um, he's they've been close matches. His only not bonus point wins have been against yeah. Stephen and Joey Novak, who were qualifiers. Yeah. Yep. So uh, yeah, that's that is an interesting matchup there at one ninety seven. Uh, dual meet wise, man, this is going to be another close one. Uh, you and I projected by WrestleStat to win 16-15, but it's, there's going to be some other fun ones. Like 174, Jared Sim over State T. Piccolo is going to have a huge impact on the dual meet in a toss-up match there between some national qualifier-type guys. So there, this is going to be a fun one. And look, I'm looking forward to turning it from the Iowa State-Oklahoma State duel and catching the end of that you and I-Oklahoma duel. For sure, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a um, a, a real battle there. Um, probably will come down to Keck and getting bonus points. Um, uh, I think Ryder Downing Jared Hill's a good match too. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, definitely gonna be. Wish Jared Hill would get for sure. Yeah, that's always the question uh, with them for sure. He he's pretty consistent. Um, keeping matches close so uh yeah it is you know should be a fun one um yeah that that's a good that's gonna be a good duel too too you're absolutely right you're absolutely right um that's saturday that's a great great saturday of duels here uh before we head into sunday and uh the big one on sunday is at noon on espn plus uh, missouri heading out to ithaca new york to take on the big red from cornell yeah, this is going to be another great duel. Missouri, uh, they've looked pretty invincible taking on all challengers here. So uh, it's taking on the big red. We'll see who all goes for Cornell, see if we get Vito. Um, but starting off at 125, Noah Certain, Brett taking on Brett Unger. Uh, Certain won by fall on New Year's Day last year. Uh, that must have been at the scuffle then. 
So even outside the Hurricane Center, Noah Certain can make things happen in this matchup. Yeah, Unger's definitely improved uh, in this one, um, but still got to like Certain. I mean, I know he took that loss uh, a couple weeks ago. That uh, not to see, right? So um, it's that's um, working his way back up. Love Noah Certain, right? It's just always fun to watch him wrestle, for sure. Um, doubt we see Vito at 133 for Cornell. Um, Cade Moore is probably not going to get that matchup. Um, although this would be a good one for them to send Vito back out, probably. Who knows? Who knows what they're doing with, with that situation? Um, yeah, I've got no uh, clue. 141. I know you like this matchup, Josh Edmond and Vince Cornella. I like that one a lot. I like Josh Edmond at 141 a lot. Um, I know he's, you know, WrestleStat has him ranked kind of low, which I think is curious. He's 8-3 and three on the year. Um, doesn't have any really bad losses. He lost to Moshe Schwartz, Cal Miller, and Tom Crook. I mean, he's not – it's not like he's getting beat by um, nobody's, but he – hasn't necessarily beaten anybody either. He hasn't doesn't have any signature wins yet. This would be a big one for him to be able to take out Vince Cornella. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not one that I think Missouri necessarily needs for the duel, but it seems like they're always, that's been the theme for them this season is getting wins that they don't necessarily need that just make it a whole lot easier on them. 149, Logan Joffrey versus Ethan Fernandez. I think is a bit of a toss-up. I would lean towards Joffrey there. And then at 157, uh, sure hope we get to see Brock Mahler take on Meyer Shapiro. Yeah, 157 is really where the rubber hits the road in this duel because you've got just fist fights here between um, at, at every weight except for 74. Um, uh, heavyweight, 97, uh, 84, 65, and 57 are all just top 10 top 15 matchups here. So um really excited about this one from these weights. And that's really why, uh, yeah, Missouri doesn't need 149, uh, 141 to win the duel, but it would definitely help uh, if they drop a couple from here because Meyer Shapiro has been a giant slayer this year. He's taken a couple of losses, but otherwise has been um, pretty dominant against really, really good competition like Bryce Andonian uh, beaten him a couple times now um, has beaten text Patty Gallagher kind of embarrassed him, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's, he's looks great. Uh, definitely hope we see that matchup uh, between him. Brock Mahler is not going to be given up any kind of, you know, he's not going to give up bonus points. Um, super experienced, Right, uh, two time or three time All American. Um, he did lose to Bryson Donian a couple weeks ago in the Virginia Tech duel. So, um, yeah, definitely. But he beat Daniel Cardenas, who's one of the guys that uh, beat uh, Shapiro. So, I mean, this is going to be a great match. Those two, um, definitely excited to to watch them go at it. Yeah, it's all part of that chaos there at 157. Then at 165, you get a top four matchup with Keegan O'Toole taking on Julian Ramirez. Uh, O'Toole undefeated on the season, of course, and Julian Ramirez just with that one loss to 
uh, uh, Olenek in the CKLV finals. So that is going to be huge. And we'll have NCAA seeding implications as well because Ramirez has that win over David Carr. So it's that's man, that's a feature feature matchup there. Yeah, massive implications. If Ramirez wins this one, he's definitely got inside track at the one seed, um, which would definitely shake things up because if you knock O'Toole down to the two, Carr and uh, Olenek looking at the three and four, Peyton Hall is Mason out there. Mason Brink involved. Brink is, is sitting there, Cam Amin. So, I mean, there's definitely – I mean, if, if Ramirez – comes up and takes the one seed from O'Toole and definitely um, shakes everything up. I mean, if you're looking at an O'Toole car semifinal, that's not what anybody wants. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious how that one, you know, fully expect O'Toole to win this one. It's Keegan O'Toole. Um, But Ramirez has shown that he can go out and and beat the top guys for sure. Yeah. So one one seventy four. I think Peyton Mako gets it handily over Benny Baker there. Um, when has Bain Mako been wrestling lately? I don't think he, oh, he did wrestle in that Stanford duel. So he is back. That's good to know for the Tigers. Uh, 184, Clayton Whiting taking on Chris Folka. Massive matchup for Clayton Whiting. This is kind of his, uh, his chance to really prove that he's on the scene. You know, he's, uh, 10 and one on the year. Um, only lost to Sam Wolf from Air Force. Uh, hasn't wrestled anybody even close to Chris Foka. So um, definitely uh, excited to see this one and um, uh, uh, see what Clayton Whitting is made of. Yeah, for sure. 197, another huge matchup between some guys with some freestyle credentials as well as on the NCAA scene. Uh, Rocky Elam taking on Jacob Cardenas. Both have been All-Americans in the past. Uh, Cardenas just last season. And then Elam has, you know, a three-time All-American. So a really good match at 197 there. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely like Elam a lot. Uh, um, expect him to uh, um, um, be one of the, uh, you know, he, he's semifinalist, all that fun stuff. Um, definitely expecting him to to be up there again, and and Cardenas, uh, um, same thing. You know, he's he's been great at 197 pounds so far, 11 and three on the year. I mean, I it, just a it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one for sure. I like Elam. I like him to keep things close and and pull out the win, though for sure. Um, same thing at heavyweight. You've got Zach Elam taking on Luis Fernandez. Um, uh, Fully expecting Elon to just keep it close, take care of business, pick up the win, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And the other interesting thing about this dual meet, I mean, we talked about Unger and certain meeting at the scuffle last season. That's the only matchup that we've seen before. So all these featured matchups, all sorts of uh, new matchups, which is super exciting as a wrestling fan, just to get, uh, just to see it for the first time. So I've got Missouri winning this one. Uh, I had an 18, 13 Missouri, uh, assuming Vito wrestles and Lee, you were assuming Vito is not going to go. So what do you got for your score? Yeah, I don't think Vito's going to go. And I think that they're going to sweep the, the big matchups here. Um, um, pick up the, uh, 22 to nine win for the Tigers. Yeah, that would be a great resume builder there for 
Missouri as they're looking at. Uh, personally, I think they're a top two dual team in the country, and I know uh, they're looking like a really good tournament team right now too. So certainly a team that's going to be a almost a favorite at this point to win a trophy at the NCAA tournament. Uh, a couple other duels on Sunday, Air Force taking on North Dakota State in Fargo. North Dakota State looking to go 3-1 and one in Big 12 action, which is, you know, if you would have told me that after they lost to Virginia earlier this year, I would have been shocked. So they are really improving over the course of the season. Uh, they're a team that had a bunch of young guys, a bunch of guys without a lot of starting experience, and you're seeing them get better every duel. Yeah, it's really impressive job here by OB Blanc and company um, and North Dakota State. They just got a really solid team. Um, they may not be the best. They may only qualify a couple of guys. But, uh, you know, 149 is a perfect example of Kellen March going down. One of the guys are probably counting on to be a qualifier. And uh, filling in is um, uh, Morton, who – I'm sorry, uh, Peterson, who's looked really, really good, you know. So, um yeah, really impressive job here by North Dakota State and staff. Yeah, for sure. So that's on at 1 p.m. on the North Dakota State website. And then at 2 p.m. on the Morgan State website, West Virginia taking on the uh, revived program led by former Cowboy uh, Kenny Monday. Yeah, uh, cool stuff here uh, that is on Morgan State's website. Um, good Good on West Virginia and crew for going and helping them fill out their schedule. I know that Oregon State's had a little bit of trouble uh, finding a conference home. So um, pretty cool for them to be able to host West Virginia. Hopefully they have a good crowd and um, uh, definitely favor West Virginia in the duel. I don't really know if there's any matchups of note to talk about, but um, yeah, it's cool stuff that they've got a program back that it's going to be free on their website that, uh, um, they have a legendary coach. Yeah, absolutely. 184, probably the best match there. Kingsley Menifee uh, impressed me. He was fun to watch at the CKLV, taking on Dennis Robin for West Virginia, who's had a really solid season up at 184. So a uh, bunch of action happening Friday through Sunday and some phenomenal duels this weekly. Uh, just one more note before we're done. Uh, it sounds like Casey Swiderski is going to – be available for Iowa State this weekend. They're bringing Zach Redding at 149 as well, but you got to think Swiderski is going to get the call there for the Cyclones. Yep. Pro- again, probably depends on how the thing's going, right? Um, against Oklahoma State, if they pick up wins against uh, at 125, 141, then you you may not be thinking about sending uh, Swiderski out and giving him another week. Um, but if, if they feel like they need the win, then uh, probably just, just going to be one of those situational things. Similar deal for Oklahoma State, whether it's Williams or Alvarez. So um, it, that's going to be an awesome duel. Uh, and then, yeah, so Dursky against McDougald, I think, is a great matchup uh, if he's the guy that goes at OU. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, it, those, are full, those are four phenomenal duels. And then layer in uh, Missouri at Cornell, and you've just got some real uh, – Heavyweight bouts here, man. It's going to be a good, uh, it's going to be a really good weekend of wrestling and I'm excited to sit back and take it in. I know that you're, uh, you're excited to be home and have your set up and, and get to watch some wrestling. 
Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a banner weekend. Got to, got to lock in here as a, as a wrestling fan this weekend. So uh, thank you all for listening to the pin 12 podcast. Yep. Talk to you next time.